Faith, Hope and Love, Episode 341, The Feast of the Holy Family of Jesus, Mary and Joseph, Year C. Hello everyone, I hope you're enjoying the Christmas season. This is the octave of Christmas that we're continuing. This feast was established as part of the Christmas season in 1921, following the promotion of the devotion in the 19th century of the Holy Family. It was linked to the octave of Christmas in 1969. The Holy Family of Jesus, Mary and Joseph, itself subject to the difficulties and social pressures of its time, is offered as a model for Christian family life today. I came across a wonderful poem on the birth of Christ and the Holy Family by a British poet called Godfrey Rust. And it's called Midnight in Bethlehem, 0 AD. In part, it says, No room at the inn, no room anywhere. They gave him the only place they could spare. And the promised Messiah was born that night on the floor of a stable without any light. And while Mary slept there exhausted and cold, Joseph sat by, feeling helpless and old. This wasn't the way he had thought it would be, when the angel had told him that destiny chose them to look after the Holy One. No, this was a farce. What God had done was to trust the care of the Saviour instead to a man who could not even find him a bed. If only he'd planned it more carefully then, if only he could go back and do it again. But when the shepherds burst in all breathless and wild and stopped in their tracks when they saw the child, they shifted their gaze from the baby's bed and their eyes met his and he nodded his head, standing awkwardly, not knowing quite what to do. Now they all knew for certain the story was true. They stayed there for minutes. It might have been years. Not one of them spoke. Their hopes and their fears were gathered around this helpless God as their minds tried to grasp what it meant. Where he stood, Joseph was silent, as finally he saw this was how it was planned to be. That the smell and the dark and the dirt and the pain were not Joseph's mistake, but God's choice once again. Past midnight in Bethlehem, Joseph knew that men would be saved despite all they might do. He could not control it. He did not understand. He felt like a baby himself in God's hand. He remembered the angel had said that his name would be Jesus, God saves. That's a beautiful poem. It's a wonderful picture of confusion, chaos and uncertainty that occurs in all times of crisis. It would be familiar to any family when things aren't going the way they were planned. It's a reminder that God is even at work in the messiness and thwarted plans and unexpected situations of our lives. The helplessness felt by Joseph is actually reassuring to all of us when things aren't going well or we don't understand where things are going. Today we pray for peace, peace in the world, peace in our families, peace in our own hearts. As with every worthy desire, the holding of an idea is often easier than putting it into practice, we know that. The readings today remind us something extremely important, that God's peace indicates not an absence of external conflict. Peace doesn't promise an absence of differences. True peace does not necessarily indicate an absence of misunderstanding nor of opposing opinions. No, true peace implies holding contradictory or opposing forces in harmony. Perhaps such a definition might be more helpful when we seek the meaning of an ideal community or an ideal marriage or even an ideal family and so on. We don't mean uniformity, but rather two solitudes embracing, a unity, a communion of differences, enriching each other and respecting each other, reverencing each other. Joseph and Mary have wonderful care and support for each other. They're open to God's will in their lives and they're dedicated to supporting and assisting each other and their wonderful child Jesus as a family unit and in their individual vocations in life. And that's inspiration for us all and a wonderful model of every family and community. I mean, is there really any family that can say we're perfectly average? Every family is unique and has its own individual characteristics because it's made up of individuals. 
In the gospel, our Lord is already wise beyond his years. He's a smart kid and he quickly realises that being about his father's affairs at this stage of life means that he must go back with his family, with his stepfather Joseph and his mother Mary, and he must learn from them and grow as he learns from their wisdom and guidance. Mary realises that she must ponder and reflect and learn from Jesus and the events of his life and prayerfully contemplate the meaning of his vocation, which is unique and special. We too must follow Mary in constantly reflecting on the meaning of Jesus' life and actions for our lives too. We must be brave and open. We must be ready to have regular shifts of thinking and attitude, of openness and discipleship. The Holy Family's respect and openness to listen and learn from each other, to support each other in the calling each person has, is very important. We might all have plans and hopes for members of our family, but the best thing we can do is ultimately listen and dialogue with them about their inner calling or vocation that is unique to each of them. They're called to search for and live that vocation out. And this might be a vocation or calling that's different from our hopes or expectations for them. In the end, openness to God, who is at work in the lives of each of us, is the most important thing. And living and working with each other in respect and love, gentleness and mercy. It's absolutely mind-boggling that 2021 is now coming to a rapid close. Can you believe it'll soon be 2022? Where did that last year go? The years seem to speed up each time. I pray that this new year will be a time of peace and grace for us all, as we with Mary ponder and treasure the things that God is doing in our lives. And may God grant us peace in our hearts and in our lives and give us open, prayerful and grateful hearts. This is Faith, Hope and Love. The Word became flesh and walked side by side He saw our darkness And reached out in kind God sent His only begotten Into this world So we might know true peace And greatest love unfurled shadow now walk in the light ones who stray further still though wandering in the night for now to us a child is born a joyful
The shepherds went in haste and found Mary and Joseph and the infant lying in a manger. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Hello everyone, and welcome as we gather to offer praise and prayers on this wonderful day within the octave of Christmas, the feast of the Holy Family of Jesus, Mary and Joseph. As we prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries, let us acknowledge our sins. Lord Jesus, you are mighty God and Prince of Peace. Lord, have mercy. You are Son of God and the Son of Mary. Christ, have mercy. You are Word made flesh, the splendour of the Father. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for Let us pray, inspired by the shining example of the Holy Family. O God, who were pleased to give us the shining example of the Holy Family, graciously grant that we may imitate them in practising the virtues of family life and in the bonds of charity. And so, in the joy of your house, delight one day in eternal rewards. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the first book of Samuel. In due time, Hannah conceived and bore a son. She named him Samuel, for she said, I have asked him of the Lord. Elkanah and all his household went up to offer to the Lord the yearly sacrifice and to pay his vow. But Hannah did not go up, for she said to her husband, As soon as the child is weaned, I will bring him, that he may appear in the presence of the Lord and remain there for ever. I will offer him as a Nazarite for all time. When she had weaned him, she took him up with her, along with a three-year-old bull, a measure of flour and a skin of wine. She brought him to the house of the Lord at Shiloh, 
and the child was young. Then they slaughtered the bull, and they brought the child to Eli. And she said, O my Lord, as you live, my Lord, I am the woman who was standing here in your presence, praying to the Lord. For this child I prayed, and the Lord has granted me the petition that I made to him. Therefore I have lent him to the Lord as long as he lives. He is given to the Lord. She left him there for the Lord. The Word of the Lord How happy they who dwell in your house, O Lord! How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord God of hosts! My soul is longing and yearning, is yearning for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my soul ring out their joy to God the living God. They are happy who dwell in your house, forever singing your praise. They are happy whose strength is in you, in whose hearts are the roads to Zion. O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob. Turn your eyes, O God, our shield. Look on the face of your anointed. One day within your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. The threshold of the house of God I prefer to the dwellings of the wicked. How happy are they who dwell in your house, O Lord! A reading from the first letter of St. John. Beloved, see what love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, we are God's children now. What we will be has not yet been revealed. What we do know is this, when he is revealed, we will be like him, for we will see him as he is. Beloved, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have boldness before God, and we receive from him whatever we ask, because we obey his commandments and do what pleases him. And this is his commandment, that we should believe in the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another, just as he has commanded us. Whoever obeys his commandments abides in him, and he abides in them. And by this we know that he abides in us by the Spirit that he has given us. The Word of the Lord. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. Open our hearts, O Lord, to listen to the words of your Son. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Every year the parents of Jesus went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. And when he was twelve years old, they went up as usual for the festival. When the festival was ended and they started to return, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but his parents did not know it. Assuming that he was in the group of travellers, they went a day's journey. Then they started to look for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem to search for him. 
After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Child, why have you treated us like this? Look, your father and I have been searching for you in great anxiety. He said to them, Why were you searching for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he said to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. His mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in years and in favour with God and human beings. The Gospel of the Lord The Church has chosen the first Sunday after Christmas to celebrate the Feast of the Holy Family. This is a time when our focus is on that community who love us, even though they mightn't like us all the time, our family, in all its complexity and wonder. We've probably celebrated with some of them round a meal table over the past few days and shared our deepest feelings for them with the occasional argument thrown in. It's what families do, because they feel safe with each other. At least, that's the intention. For those who attended church over Christmas, we have heard yet again the story of a family that overcame adversity to accept enormous responsibility of being the parents of the Saviour of the world, without really knowing what it all might mean. We can sometimes do a great disservice to the family of Jesus' nativity if we forget that they too knew uncertainty and fragility. Where was their safety and security? Where was their comfort at the very time when great care needs to be taken with the mother and child? The Holy Family of Bethlehem reflects our own families, making contact again by looking more at our similarities than our differences. Now we could miss out on some of the richness of today's feast day if we assume that the life of Mary, Joseph and Jesus was perfect stress-free and idyllic. We sometimes over-romanticize the picture of Joseph lovingly teaching Jesus the carpenter's trade, or Mary teaching Jesus how to pray. Certainly Jesus was born into a loving family, but it was a real community of people with all the inevitable conflicts and tensions and misunderstandings and hurt. Why have you done this to me and your father? Mary rightly asked in today's Gospel. His response? seems to have all of the offhand indifference of a self-centered adolescent. Jesus replied, I must be busy about my father's business, which comes very close to sounding like none of your business. By denying Joseph the title father, Jesus is beginning to own and assert his identity. His awareness of his identity as the Son of God is something he has not yet come to understand. He's not yet learned how to use his youthful experience compassionately. Of course, when children grow up, they have a way of branching out on their own. They want to be more than inheritors of tradition. They want to make their own mark. Sometimes parents feel utterly bewildered and hurt by the direction their children take in life. In today's Gospel story, Mary and Joseph became painfully aware that their son was not born to be a miniature reflection of themselves. Luke tells us that Mary and Joseph did not understand what Jesus was talking about when they eventually found him. They didn't comprehend the conflict that might arise from the two loyalties to God and family. The reality of that conflict will emerge only later in his ministry. But here it's foreshadowed, and Luke softens the scene when he says that Jesus lives under the authority of Mary and Joseph and grows in wisdom and stature. Later in life, Jesus begins to formulate his own values and preach his own vision, and he often comes into conflict with his own religious tradition. Even though Jesus seems insensitive about his parents' feelings, he's nevertheless providing a sharp check against any over-possessiveness. His more important task is to do the will of his Father. Despite the great value we Christians place on family life, we cannot make a god of it, thinking that the family is the only thing that matters. Family is not separate to our relationship with God. And for us to fully appreciate its wonder, we must include God in our family. We can become self-enclosed and self-engrossed as a family, or a community, or even a parish, 
that we might fail to be aware of the wider issues of the will of God, the demands of justice and the needs of others. We can lose a sense of belonging to a wider family, the family of God, and the human family. We sometimes treat our families as though they were sects. We look after our own, never mind the rest of the world, and we can view our own particular religious family, our church, with the same kind of sectarian exclusivity. Christ will not allow us to love only our own, to be concerned only about our own inner circle, those we know well and feel comfortable with. So today provides an opportunity to reflect on our families and on our relationships with others. Wives and husbands, mothers and fathers, brothers and sisters, sons and daughters. What contribution are we as Christians making to build a better society through building a better family? What do we see as our responsibility towards each other as members of our family? And how can we follow more closely the example of the Holy Family of Nazareth? The Nicene Creed I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary, and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy, Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. The family of Nazareth calls us to the manger. Now in faith we come to pray for the needs of all. For the family of God, that the church may be united in heart, mind and voice. Let us pray to the Lord. For the family of the world, that our efforts for peace will end conflict and division. Let us pray to the Lord. For families in need, that during this season we may be aware of their situation. Let us pray to the Lord. For this faith family, that we will show the love of God's only Son. Let us pray to the Lord. For the family of God seeking eternal rest, that they may find light, happiness and peace, especially those for whom we now pray. Let us pray to the Lord. Eternal Trinity, we ask you to hear us, be close to us, and with the intercession of the Holy Family, grant our prayers through Christ our Lord. Amen.
brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. We offer you, Lord, the sacrifice of conciliation, humbly asking that through the intercession of the Virgin Mother of God and Saint Joseph, you may establish our families firmly in your grace and your peace. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For through him, the holy exchange that restores our life has shone forth today in splendour. When our frailty is assumed by your word, not only does human mortality receive unending honour, but by this wondrous union we too are made eternal. And so in company with the choirs of angels we praise you, and with joy we proclaim, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. To you, therefore, most merciful Father, we make humble prayer and petition through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, that you accept and bless these gifts, these offerings, these holy and unblemished sacrifices, which we offer you firstly for your holy Catholic Church. Be pleased to grant her peace, to guard, unite and govern her throughout the whole world, together with your servant Francis, our Pope, and Mark, our Bishop, and his assistant Ken, and all those who, holding to the truth, hand on the Catholic and apostolic faith. Remember, Lord, your servants. And all gathered here, whose faith and devotion are known to you, 
For them we offer you this sacrifice of praise, or they offer it for themselves and all those who are dear to them, for the redemption of their souls, in hope of health and well-being, and paying their homage to you, the eternal God, living and true. Celebrating the most sacred night on which Blessed Mary, the Immaculate Virgin, brought forth the Saviour for this world, and in communion with those whose memory we venerate, especially the glorious ever-Virgin Mary, Mother of our God and Lord Jesus Christ, and Blessed Joseph, her spouse, your blessed apostles and martyrs, Peter and Paul, Andrew, and all your saints. We ask that through their merits and prayers, in all things we may be defended by your protecting help. Therefore, Lord, we pray, graciously accept the oblation of our service, that of your whole family. Order our days in your peace, and command that we be delivered from eternal damnation, and counted among the flock of those you have chosen. Be pleased, O God, we pray, to bless, acknowledge, and approve this offering in every respect. Make it spiritual and acceptable, so that it may become for us the body and blood of your most beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. On the day before he was to suffer, he took bread in his holy and venerable hands, and with eyes raised to heaven, to you, O God, his Almighty Father, giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took this precious chalice in his holy and venerable hands. And once more giving you thanks, he said the blessing and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The Mystery of Faith Save us, Saviour of the world, for by your cross and resurrection you have set us free. Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the blessed Passion, the resurrection from the dead, and the glorious ascension into heaven of Christ your Son, our Lord, we, your servants and your holy people, offer to your glorious majesty, from the gifts that you have given us, this pure victim, this holy victim, this spotless victim, the holy bread of eternal life and the chalice of everlasting salvation. Be pleased to look upon these offerings with a serene and kindly countenance, and to accept them, as once you were pleased to accept the gifts of your servant Abel the just, the sacrifice of Abraham, our father in faith, and the offering of your high priest Melchizedek, a holy sacrifice, a spotless victim. In humble prayer we ask you, Almighty God, command that these gifts be borne by the hands of your holy angel to your altar on high in the sight of your divine majesty, so that all of us who through this participation at the altar receive the most holy body and blood of your Son may be filled with every grace and heavenly blessing. Remember also, Lord, your servants who have gone before us with the sign of faith and rest in the sleep of peace. Grant them, O Lord, we pray, and all who sleep in Christ a place of refreshment, light and peace. To us also, your servants, who, though sinners, hope in your abundant mercies, graciously grant some share and fellowship with your holy apostles and martyrs, with John the Baptist, Stephen, Matthias, Barnabas, and all your saints, 
admit us, we beseech you, into their company, not weighing our merits, but granting us your pardon, through Christ our Lord, through whom you continue to make all these good things, O Lord. You sanctify them, fill them with life, bless them, and bestow them upon us. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. Amen. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. May this mingling of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ bring eternal life to us who receive it. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, grant us peace. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, who by the will of the Father and the work of the Holy Spirit through your death gave life to the world, free me by this your most holy body and blood from all my sins and from every evil. Keep me always faithful to your commandments and never let me be parted from you. May the receiving of your body and blood, Lord Jesus Christ, not bring me to judgment and condemnation, but through your loving mercy be for me protection in mind and body, and a healing remedy. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. May the body of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. May the blood of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. Our God has appeared on earth and lived among us. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you in my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Body of Christ. Amen. The blood of Christ. Amen. Let us pause for a time of quiet post-communion prayer and reflection.
our lips as food, O Lord, where we possess impurity of heart, that what has been given to us in time may be our healing for eternity. Let us pray. Bring those you refresh with this heavenly sacrament, most merciful Father, to imitate constantly the example of the Holy Family, so that after the trials of this world we may share their company for ever. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks everyone and stay safe and happy and peaceful travelling on the roads. I pray that the end of this calendar year and the beginning of a new year brings you an ever deeper experience of God's compassion peace and love. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Faith, Hope and Love Christian Worship and Reflection, led by Rev. Paul Kelly. The Roman Missal, 3rd edition, 2010, ICEL. Scriptures, New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009 by the NCC USA. The Psalms by the Grail, 1963 and 2009. Prayers of the Faithful, Robert Borg, Together We Pray, 1993. St. Ralph Sherwin, Gloria, written and sung by Jeffrey M. Ostrovsky, 2011, ccwatershed.org. The Christmas Hymn, Word Made Flesh, by Paul W. Kelly, based upon John's Gospel, 1 verse 14, 1 John 4 verse 9, and Isaiah 9 verses 2, 6 and 7, arranged and sung by Stephen Kelk, with adjusted lyrics, 2020. Traditional hymns performed by the Bobby Cole Chamber Choir, licensed via shockwavesound.com. May God bless and keep you.
ones who stray further still return steadfast to the light. For now to us a child is born, a joyful day, a grateful morn. God sent His only begotten into this world so that we might know true peace and greatest love unfurled God sent his only begotten into the